You want to talk about me? You want to talk about how your house look like Buffalo Wild Wings, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Sir. Hold on. Hold oh, on. We got that B-Dub's house. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. We are still barreling toward Providence, Rhode Island this Sunday. WrestleMania Backlash streaming live on Peacock. We are in the wake of NXT spring breaking, and we've got some big-time guests headed your way. And, of course, I can't take this journey all on my own. Please welcome the Bernie Kozar to my Troy Aikman. Vic Joseph. You don't know how excited you just made me by using a Bernie Kozar reference on this show. Uh, it was more the, the compare and contrast. That no, it's was, still, you just said Bernie Kozar's name. My heart just got warm. I tried and failed to insult you. No, you did not. You will never insult me with a Bernie Kozar reference. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like, me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. We are, as you mentioned, talking about on the road to WrestleMania backlash this Sunday. NXT spring breaking was last night, but I want to talk about what happened to you on Monday. We saw it on social media. Cody Rhodes, a man of his words, last week on this program said he had a gift for you. He followed through on Monday, and I know that deep down in your loins, it tickled you. Beyond my loins, Vic. Please keep my loins out of your thoughts. Uh, But yes, Cody did live up to his promise, live up to his word. He found me in the TV locker room this past Monday. Again, it was documented by uh, WWE's digital camera team. And you can find it on my social media, on WWE's social media. Really, really cool video. I, I was talking to my wife about this last night, actually. How Monday, I felt a litany of human being emotions. Human emotions, not wrestling emotions, human emotions. But they were all a direct result of my time and the relationships and connections I've made in the sports entertainment business. The fact that I got to spend as much time as I did with Dusty in what Cody so eloquently referred to as the winter of his life. 
how lucky we all were to get to spend time with Dream. How lucky I am to become friends with Cody Rhodes. We became friends years ago and to still have connected in the the story. You couldn't have written a better story as far as Cody's journey, going away, coming back, being accepted and received with open arms and kind of tying up some loose ends. And you, if you watch the video, you can see I'm grinning ear to ear. I mean, I was, I was like a little kid in a candy store, the infamous dusty Rhodes hat with the chicken claw which allegedly Dusty told Cody was a turkey claw. And I've even heard it referred to as an eagle claw. The origin of the claw still up for some debate, but the fact that I had that, and I'm not much of a collector. I have very few uh, bits of memorabilia from my own career. I'm just not the type of guy who saves a lot of stuff. And there are probably some things that I will regret sometime down the road not having. But the fact that I now own two of Dusty Rhodes hats um, man, I, I'm like, I'm a heavy hitter on the wrestling memorabilia scale these days, I think. Yeah, I know how much it means to you. If you get any thought to, you can't just keep those in a box. No, you no, no. You just I, keep them stored they, away. They, you have to display them, right? Well, the first hat is displayed regularly. It's hung on the wall next to the note that Michelle had written me after Dusty's passing. Uh, and this one is getting a shadow box, man. I, I have been researching. It's kind of unusual uh, dimensions. So right. I'm trying to find the right box, but that will be shared for uh, anyone who is lucky enough to come to Casa de Graves to, to see that little bit of history. And the fact that I own that man and, and that Cody uh, felt enough of our relationship and, and knew what Dusty meant to me. And, and obviously felt to some extent that I meant enough to Dusty to, to have that uh, relationship and to have that piece of memorabilia to, to keep dream alive forever, man one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me in the wrestling business or outside of, and it's just, it's a real, it's a real thrill for me. And it's very few and far between the times that you see me just grinning like a Cheshire cat, just ha- caught in the moment. Still the emotion. I'm, it's so cool, man. And, and shout out to Cody too, for being one of the best guests we've ever had on after the bell last week. He was so open and honest and forthcoming. Got an amazing amount of feedback from the social media regarding last week's episode, all of the news sites picked it up. Uh, and it was just, just a really, really, really good feeling in hindsight now uh, about last week's episode and having Cody back. And, and of course, I'm eternally grateful for the gift that I will treasure and take very, very good care of for the rest of my days. So you have those two pieces, and I know how much they mean to you. And I know you just said you don't you haven't kept much of your career. I'm not much of a collector of any sort. Does, does, uh, I almost used the government name. Does Carmela keep anything? Does she have uh, a, a title she won that you're going to display? She, has, or the she briefcase? has the money in the bank briefcase. She has her SmackDown women's championship, uh, which if you watch Corey and Carmela on WWE's official YouTube page, uh, you will see that I cracked it. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, she, she's a little better about, maintaining and, and remembering things and, and keeping little keepsakes. Uh, I've just never been that kind of person. I've, I've never been a real sentimental guy where, with, as far as objects go. I cherish moments and memories and feelings and the way things make me feel. But I, I've just never, aside from my wrestling figures when I was a kid, I, you know, I think my parents still have those stashed away somewhere, a couple hundred of them. I think that'd be interesting to talk with the street profits coming up here and a little bit about being able to soak in memories and moments and things like that. Cause I look, I'm a huge collector. I used to collect ticket stubs. From concerts, okay, I went you got to. me. I still have my ticket stub collection. Okay, 
And I, I always think that's cool to go back through one day with kids and go, oh, man, I went and saw them in 1992. And yeah. the uh, passes we get every single year, all access passes, whether it's WrestleMania, I keep those. I'd I like to put those down. I like to put those down in a bar and put like a, a thing over it so oh, that people can cool look down idea. and see them displayed. See, I don't think like that. That that I looked at it as something that was cluttering my closet. And I oh, no, to man. I, I save all, even in the, the, the World Series and the NBA Finals, stuff like that. I've kept all those passes to do it. And talking about Dusty, Edge and Beth Phoenix gave me Edge's uh, elbow pads from the Royal Rumble he just won a few years ago, and he signed it to me. One's Edge, and then one has a message to me. And that's the only piece of wrestling. I mean, you can see a Brett Favre jersey and the jerseys, but from wrestling, that's the only thing I have. And I think it's so cool to look back on people that Dusty, Edge, that we're fans of, that we get to know, or we get to know their children, and get to collect that sort of stuff because those are one-of-a-kind pieces no one else in the world has those two hats right you know that's that those are yours and i don't know if you said you might regret it do you think you will is there anything you go back and go man i wish i would have kept this i have the posters of every pay-per-view i've been on like first wrestlemania i have the poster so i, I can I remember nothing i i've saved i mean i still have my boots in like my last gear that, that i wore my my nxt run um i haven't parted with that if anyone's listening and wants to buy it, it's for sale. <laughs> I'm interested to see those that are listening, what people collect, what people say. Action figures, I know. Some of the guys on the call, action figures. Alex and I talked about the ticket subs. Dan does video games. I mean, it's very interesting, things that people keep. I, I just, it's just never been a thing that I do. I mean, I know everybody kind of has something. I'm sure if you looked, there is something in my house that I have many of because I sort of collect them, but it's just never been my, it's never, never been my, uh, my deal. It's interesting. I thought I think you would have had some cool stuff. Um, I'm sure I probably have encountered some cool things. I, I'm more into photos. I've got some pretty cool photos. That's you do that's, have the Lemmy Hunter one, I think. Yeah. Right? Lemmy and Hunter. I have Hulk and Lars Fredrickson. I have myself and Corbin with Norman Reedus and Anthrax. Just random. That's a collection. Yeah, yeah. They're they're photos and they're displayed. So I guess I don't really think of them as collectibles, but they're they're memories and moments from my life and cool things I have experienced thanks to this mad, mad world we know as the WWE universe. Sorry, I took us off topic there. You know, I'm like a goldfish in water. Listen, this is what you do. This is, I, I am fully prepared each and every week to sit down with an idea in my head as to where I want the conversation to go, knowing full well that within three or four sentences, Vic's going to take us on a detour. We can always count on Old Gravy to navigate us back. I want to talk to you real quick about NXT 2.0 spring break in this past Tuesday night, USA Network. I didn't get to catch the entire event, but I did see the opener for the North American Championship. Cameron Grimes, Carmelo Hayes, Solo Sokoa. Man, those three dudes tore the house down. Talk about starting the night with a follow that sort of mentality. Well, you said at the announce you know, desk, when you have a, a match like that to start, you have to wonder where your voice is going to go. <laughs> for the next two or three hours. That match to me, we, we know what Carmelo Hayes brings. We know what Cameron Grimes brings. I think there's always been a question mark around what Solo Sokoa brings. And we can all talk about a bloodline that he has, but where, how can he, what can he do? And I think Solo Sokoa answered a lot of questions. Those three guys really brought it last night. And it made, I got lost calling it. If that tells anything to anybody that's listening right now, I got sucked into the match. I think it was the highest compliment we can pay the the talent inside the ring. When, when you and I are tasked with uh, putting the lyrics to the music, as Cody said last week, when you can get lost and just feel it, man, that, that is the the best part of our jobs when that happens. 
Um, and I'm sure it's going to happen this coming Sunday. It's WrestleMania Backlash. I'm still excited about Edge Styles too. I felt that at WrestleMania, those two had the highest likelihood of stealing the entire weekend. In hindsight, I don't know if they did, but it was the first chapter of a story. Now we get the next chapter. Now Edge has fully embraced this new persona of Judgment Day. You've got Damian Priest, who's barred from ringside Sunday, but the whole vibe feels a little more complete now than it did at WrestleMania. So maybe now we're going to get that classic Styles Edge match. And maybe if it doesn't happen at WrestleMania Backlash, it happens somewhere down the road. But I truly believe that Edge and AJ Styles collectively have a match in store for the WWE Universe at some point that will live on forever, for generations. I truly believe in both of those guys and their abilities that much. Talk about reinventing oneself in an industry and Edge keeps doing it. And that's what's amazing to me about the performer and the art of what Edge does. And now he's able to elevate someone like Damian Priest. And the cool thing about what Edge is doing now is it's almost an amalgamation of the different periods Scrabble of word. his career. That's a big word, I know. But it's, it's the sum of all the parts. You, you, We've known the rated R superstar. We've known the ultimate opportunist. We've known brood Edge. We've known the, the initial Edge that was kind of mysterious. This almost feels like he took every little piece that he has built throughout his already Hall of Fame career and is going, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take that, I'm going to smash it all together, and here I am, and it's brand new, and it's exciting. Styles and Edge, one to look out for this Sunday. Massive six-man tag team main event, the bloodline against Drew McIntyre. And RK, bro, no doubt there's going to be some fireworks there. Up and down the card, man. It's going to be fun. A, a, a few rematches from WrestleMania. It is WrestleMania backlash, but I'm excited because I think it's going to be a, a launch pad for the summer as to where everything goes, where all the stories go. It, it's going to kind of wrap everything up in a nice little package, hopefully. And then it's off and running to Nashville for SummerSlam. After we hit Vegas for Money in the Bank. And right be before a- we go to Cardiff. Big ass <laughs> summer. Yeah, it's going to be WWE. awesome. I'm looking forward to Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. Yeah. And, you know, I might be an too old of a quote-unquote wrestling fan. If you win the Royal Rumble, you should be in the main event type conversation, which we can have that conversation to where, you know, blue in the face. And so to the spotlight to be this I quit match with the story they have told really going back to being the final two in the women's Royal Rumble. To your point, this is the next chapter. This is the launching point. Very interesting to see the outcome of that matchup, truly as a fan of the industry. I will be there live from the dunk this Sunday, keeping you informed on all things from the raw side of the equation. And I know somebody else who will be keeping a close eye, particularly on the main event, which features both sets of tag team champions under the WWE umbrella, RK Bro and the Usos. Our guests, the Street Profits. Vic, smoke season has finally arrived here on After the Bell. So much to get to. It is our honor and privilege, as always, to welcome Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, collectively known as the Street Profits. Gentlemen, I'm glad to see you got your sports jersey memo, your sports memorabilia, which was uh, the happiest accident that's happened to all of us today. Hey, man, you know, I, I, I felt it. You know what I'm saying? I, I saw it telepathically, so I had to I had to bring out the good the good one for y'all. You and and Tez met us halfway because Tez knows about getting that merch money. You got to wear right, your own right, stuff right. anytime somebody sees it. 
I mean, I tried to get the best of both worlds, you know, give some retro bulls as well as, you know, put on for the squad. You know what I'm saying? So a little bit of both. I, I see, Tez, I see you're wearing number 24. Is that Kobe 24? Is that Griffey 24? What's Is that Montez Ford 24? It's actually, uh, yeah, it's Kobe. Kobe okay. 24. Uh, also, too, because uh, Doc's wear six. So, like, pretty much, like, you add two and a four, you get six. So we basically just won the same, just two different versions. So... Okay. Dogs, you wear a six, I'm assuming, for LeBron. Oh, yeah. So you wore the bad number for LeBron. You didn't want to wear the 23 for LeBron. Uh, You know, I thought about it, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to be villain dogs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, when you guys are, are competing in the ring, you wear your, your Street Profits gear, your customized jerseys. What are your thoughts on grown men wearing other people's jerseys in public, in a non-sports setting? Like, if you're going to the bar, is it cool to wear somebody else's jersey or your own name? What's what, Where do you guys stand on that? I mean, yeah, you can rock a jersey, <laughs> another man's jersey. I mean, I, let's put it like this. Like, okay, if we going out, I probably wouldn't put on Tez's jersey, like, because we're going out. We're meeting at the same spot. But, right. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's, like, LeBron, Ken Griffey, uh, <laughs> Steph Curry or something like that, like, oh, yeah, I'll rock those jerseys. So, so Vic made a point right before you guys sat down and joined us on the call about how, in Vic's opinion, it's always acceptable to wear a legend from that team Right. Or, or what was the other, what was the other standard? Legend. And I would stretch if you wanted to put your own name on the back of the jersey. Not that I would, but I'd always like, I'm wearing a Mark Price right now. He's a legend. I wouldn't get a Colin Sexton. You, you know, you're selling merch though, Ford. You're trying to move your own jersey. So that one, I, that's, you're all right with that. But I'm saying, let's, let's say you and the wife are going out. Not necessarily on like a, a date night, but you guys are just going out running errands or whatever. Are you the type right. to be like, I'm going to wear a, a, you know, whoever, the current player, insert player here? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just every, everybody's got a different opinion. We were chatting with with Braves our team doesn't beforehand. even have a name on the back of his jersey. By the way, for those of you watching this thirty second clip online, I'm wearing a <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates jersey, and I've been a Pirates fan since I was born, uh, being born and raised in Pittsburgh. But it's very hard to be a Pirates fan because anybody who's worth a damn gets traded away. So I, <laughs> you went blank. You went blank. This, this was a gift from Carmela for my birthday two years ago. Oh, she asked God. me, she goes, what, what player would you like? And I said, there's no point because whoever is good <laughs> right now will not be here in two years. So I'd like to wear this jersey, get some mileage out of it. Man, you should have just said Barry Bonds. That's fair. Also 24. Legend. 24. Right, legend. Bonds doing 24 or 25. He was 24 in Pittsburgh. And then he, I think he switched 25, 25 San to Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. I would have said Bonds 24, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Legend. That's that's an acceptable uh, jersey. Should have gone Andy Van Slyke. Andy Van Slyke. Oh, all right. Let's talk about let's talk about important things. I don't know. We, we, we that was important. That was I guess very it's very important. I guess it is important. Jersey culture, like there's sneaker culture, jersey culture. We all have different uh, different views on it. Like a Browns jersey. I don't even own one. Yeah, and it and it serves like so many multiple. It's a good thing. Shut up, like, dogs. Uh, it, it like serves so many multiple <laughs> purposes. Like, shoot, it might be that week. You know, laundry might be stacked, but you got a clean jersey. There you go. Okay, fair right. enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So we've been seeing a lot of the Street Profits on Monday Night Raw as uh, members of the tag team division. I know in our opinion, speaking for Vic and myself, and a lot of the WWE Universe, the Raw tag team division right now, in our my opinion, is the best in the world. The tag team division has been red hot. You guys have had no small hand in turning the division on its head what does it mean to you guys to have been such a crucial part of turning around a, a division that wasn't necessarily featured as heavily in the uh, recent years? 
man, it means a lot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, being able to come up from NXT and being able to put our stamps on uh, the tag division on Monday Night Raw. And we've been the champs before on Monday Night Raw. So uh, we're trying to get the gold back, obviously, but to be able to be one of the staples and like one of the reasons why the tag team division is soaring is an amazing uh, opportunity for us. And we don't take that for granted at all. And we're just having fun while we're doing it. So, yeah, man, like, uh, you know, like just so many like different and uh, tag teams we watched growing up as well. And just see like the foundations that they laid before us and for us to be now part of this era where, like you said, like it's it's it's, it's hot, uh, it, you know, it just speaks volumes and uh, it even motivates us even more. Because, like I said, the foundations laid before us, man, like so many moments given and like like Doc said, like for us to have this opportunity like to give even more moments to the WWE universe, man. So, man, it's a blessing, man. When I was doing Monday Night Raw a few years ago, you guys were coming up at the same time. Corey always has the guys that he came up in NXT with. I came up with you guys. Right. You know, we were we were doing all the Coco shows, so there's a different pride that I have when I see hey, you guys. Hey, wait, I was I was back in NXT when, when Dawkins was fresh out of the Ohio oh, State I University. Forgot about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that in a, in a moment as as well. But there's a certain pride, you know. I've seen I've seen the growth, but how much pride do you guys have really in where you've been able to evolution? You know, evolve as a tag team. Thank you. Like pretty much like. Uh, like how we feel like as evolving at this point in time, like right now, um, I feel like the pacing uh, is a lot different now. Like, uh, like we was doing the coconut loops, like, you know, you drive pretty much to Venice and Jacksonville and, and, uh, you know, you get back home, but now not only are you making those drives, but you got flights as well. Uh, you got to learn how to like micromanage, like your dieting, your mental aspect. So like it's uh, helping like just that, in itself is like helping us evolve of like adding these other different layers of like what we have to do now to keep ourselves performing at this higher level. So, uh, I don't know. That's just for me. So over the past several months, we'll say six, maybe even eight months, we've been seeing a more aggressive side of the street profits. How much of that was a conscious decision by you guys and how much of it is you two sort of growing into the role and becoming comfortable as WWE superstars? Uh, I think it was much more of a, uh, everybody thought that we were just party cup, red cups and, uh, just having a good time. Um, everybody was overlooking the fact that we could also bring it in the ring and, uh, beat the crap out of anybody that, you know what I'm saying? Decides to step to us in the wrong way that we don't like. So we were like, all right, enough of this. Um, we're getting overlooked. So now we're just going to take what we want and, in a way, we're still, like, kind of fun, but we're, like, also translating into that, like, you know, like, you at a party or whatever, somebody tries to brush up on you or whatever, and tries to test you, and you gotta, you know what I'm saying, gotta answer that test and handle it accordingly with physicality. Respectful. <laughs> you guys have spent a lot of time competing with the current, as we record this, Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro, Riddle, and Randy Orton. What has it meant to you guys to be able to work so closely and compete so frequently against someone the caliber of Randy Orton. Man, that's been dope, man. Like me and Doc's been watching Randy Orton since like 
like tap hose, man. Like, I mean, not saying he's, you know, up there, but just just he's been doing it for a long time. He's been doing it for a long time. Twenty years, dog. A lifetime (laughs) for like most people, man. So that's a long time doing like something like this, and especially at a very, very high level, as he has, like 20 years straight. So like just being there, man, and like um, like with Randy and like like his iconicness of just the RKO itself, man. Like just my son, like still like <laughs> does RKO on like either me or some of his friends that you know who he's playing with when like we're at the house or whatever. But uh, it's just cool to see like you know us working with someone who has like just a generational like um, influence, you yes. know, and uh, like someone we watched. All growing up, someone who's given us so many moments, someone who's we've seen, like you all said earlier, evolve so many times and still like doing it at this high level. And I think it's dope, too, that like, you know, like Riddle's right there beside him, man, going through the journey with him, man. Because I'm pretty sure he's been watching him and idolizing him just like we have. So it's, it's cool, man. You guys talking about journeys and we talked about times in NXT. Do you guys ever just stop and think about like man, where this journey has taken me in life. I mean, Dawkins, you and I will joke about being from Ohio. Tez, you, you know, served the country. And did you ever think years ago, like, wow, I'm with my wife. I met my wife in the WWE. We travel the world. We've won these championships. Working Randy Orton, WrestleMania. I mean, is there ever a moment where you just stop and have to remind yourself? Like me and Docs, like even like uh, Bianca as well, because we all ride together on the road. And like, we always like, like always remind each other to like make a notion like each week to just sit back for like a couple hours, a second, whatever, whether you see with his son or we with the family and just like, just take time to like, just like really look around and like just reflect on just, even if it's not just the day, but just the week, like what's happening in the last week, what's happening in the last, you know, uh, last few months, last year. And like, cause sometimes like it, it gets busy for everybody, you know, like we see each other, like at work, you know, Grace is passing by, he's getting to do his thing and see Vic as well. And like, everybody's, you know, getting so busy with life and everything. And like, we always remind each other, just like sit back and like, just like reflect just on like the last week. Cause sometimes it gets so busy. You don't take that time to like reflect. So and like the cool part is like, also you reflect and it's just like, you go all the way back. You end up going back all the way to when it started. So, yeah. like, for instance, like, for me, when Mania happened in uh, Dallas, like, there was a more like, I, I was away from everybody, and I was just chilling while, like, in the locker room, just chilling, like, yo, we about to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. It's here. <laughs> coming, coming back from uh, FC Dub, street teams. Uh, all that stuff, and, and like, you're still doing it in basketball shorts. Exactly. <laughs> About to be on Mania. In spite of Corey Graves, <laughs> in basketball shorts. That might be the longest active street in the company right now. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. So you guys, you guys made it up to Monday Night Raw uh, prior to the pandemic, and you got a taste of WWE road life. Uh, but here we are now on the, on the the hindsight, or the the pandemic is sort of in hindsight. And the world is close to back to normal. You guys now find yourselves traveling back to the WWE grind. Was there any sort of readjustment or reacclimation period for you guys? <laughs> oh man, not really. Uh, I'll say the whole like going back home part was uh still like a little new, but other than that, not really. <laughs> uh, it was almost to the point where, man, like, I can't wait to get out the house, honestly. So, <laughs> I mean, that was the only difference, like, during the whole pandemic and the Thunderdome era, like, 
we'll be home by like midnight, if if that. So, but we'll be back home. Mella and I joke about that all the time. How we didn't realize how good we had it. At oh the time. man. You know, the, the Thunderdome era, we'll all look back on and be like, oh, that was so weird. And the virtual oh. fans, and we made the best we could of the situation. Even for us, I mean, we were, we were, we have to fly to, to St. Petersburg or, or Tampa or wherever as my lights go out. And to be able to stay in the same hotel every week and to know the staff and know where the restaurants were that you wanted to eat. It, like, we didn't realize how nice we had it making that same flight each and every week. And now it's like, Oh, now you have to take three flights just to get to Raw? Oh, yeah, I yeah. guess so. Remember, welcome back to reality. <laughs> like, ha yeah. surprise. You thought it was, you thought it was sweet, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, you about to hit these three flights. You about to drive these four hours. And like, it got to a point, like, remember, like, in the beginning, beginning, like, we would just, like, go, like, once, like, what's it, like, every two weeks? Or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. That. We were stacking tapings at first. Like, stacking yeah. tapings at first. We would go, like, once every two weeks. And it was like, dang, man. It's a lot of time at the house. <laughs> like, bro, I got a full week at the crib with nothing. And I got to the point, like, we had so much time. I was like, dang, man, we don't know what to do with this time. So, we like, we eventually started, like, uh, you know, doing housing projects. We started, like, painting, doing a whole like, a lot of stuff around the house. I think like, last time you did the show, you had just painted the wall behind you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Bianca yes. was on the show, and you were painting, like, a red room or Maybe something. Maybe that's really. what it was. You, you yeah. came in holding, a, uh, like, a roller. And we're like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm painting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, by. <laughs> but we just like made ourselves busy and just did a whole bunch of like housing projects because we had time. But now that you know everything's like you said, getting kind of like back to normal, that time's just gone now. So yeah, like yeah. I was telling Vic, like just get enough time to get home and just make sure I don't owe nobody no money. <laughs> <laughs> Graves, you remember in that time though, too? Like it, it's weird because now everyone looks back and like, oh, I remember those times, but in the moment, it was like Man, we got to just like, let's just run to the quickie mart real but quick and go buy a beer. Is what I'm saying. In the moment, I don't think any of us realized that we, because we were all like, oh my God, we missed. We were so caught up in not having fans and yeah. it felt weird not yeah. being on the road or having a, a drive. So I don't think anyone really enjoyed it at the moment, particularly because of the lack of fans. Yeah. But now just from our perspective, looking back, it's like, man, we had it pretty good there for a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, man, we fought ninjas during the pandemic, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what, you, what you mean? Man, we fought ninjas. Like, if the pandemic does not happen, we do not fight ninjas, okay? No. <laughs> we don't get attacked by some alligator in a dumpster. <laughs> There's no Viking prophets. There's no Viking there, Yeah, there were the Viking prophets. There was the, there was a sea monster in the dumpster. Yeah. I, I remember I remember all that <laughs> quite quite well. Uh, so talk to me about, about that. So that time that we, we look back and sort of laugh about it. And even at the time, it was absurd. It was unlike anything WWE had really ever done before. But it was like, hey, it, pandemic allowed a lot of creative freedom. Do you guys look back on that? and sort of cringe, or do you look back on that and sort of think, no, you know what, that was part of the reason why we got to where we're at today? Uh, we look at it as part of the reason why we got here today. Like, we had fun. We all had a blast doing that stuff. Like, just being able to, like, at least at that point in time, be off-site as well. Like, yeah. we were off-site for a lot of those things that we did, us yeah. and the Viking Raiders. And, like, at that point in time, to be able to do that, because everything was kind of shut down, we just made the best of it and had a lot of fun doing it. And, uh, like, and then like, like we said, that cinematic match, that's when all of it came together. You know what I'm saying? Ninjas, yeah. alligators, <laughs> that's right. throwing people through glass. <laughs> Dreams. Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> 
how much input did you guys have on that? How much of that did or did you or, or the other talents you were working with have on, on creating that? Oh, we had a lot of <laughs> Did you? Yeah, we did. We were like, hey man, you know, like when we like we were sitting, like we we're talking about it. It was like, hey, you know, it'd be crazy. Like we fighting each other, but like we cool. Like some dudes just come out of nowhere. Originally, it just started out as some random dudes just come out of nowhere. Then it just turned into ninjas. Like we're in the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and it was just like, oh okay. And then Tazawa and his old ninja gang came through, and I was like, oh all right, bet let's roll. I can see Docs walking in and go, you know what we really need, guys? Foot soldiers. Remember the turtles? Let's get some foot soldiers in here. Need the foot clan up in here. And it was cool, too, because, like, uh, at the time, like you said, like, the world was kind of, like, shut down. And, like, it was cool. Like, we was able to give everybody, like, a sense of, like, escape from, like, all the the things everybody was going through in the world. So for us to like give them moments while the world was like transitioning, like I'm just glad we was there to like try to give everybody like a sense of escapism, you know? It so, was, it definitely was. Yeah. A breath of fresh air, you know, a, a let me up as the, as the boss called yeah. it from time to time. Just don't take it too <laughs> seriously. You know I mean? We're, we're all grown men fighting each other <laughs> with right. monsters. Nothing to see here. So you mentioned being back on the road and I, Tez, I know, obviously, you travel with Dawkins and your wife, Bianca Belair, yeah. without sort of uh, breaking the rules of the sanctity of the car. <laughs> Describe the uh, road trips with you guys. What's that vibe like for the three of you traveling together on the road? It's good. It's real chill. We uh, listen to a lot of music. Uh, we talk about, like, all different types of stuff, man. Like, uh, Docs be, like, uh, most of the time, like, especially now in the playoffs, We'll be watching a game or something. Uh, she's usually in the back, like, getting more fabric or sewing, making more gear. She just so never like, stops. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she's in the back making gear. And uh, and uh, depending on, like, uh, like, if we have a little time, like, sometimes we'll try to find a gym and just do something, like, get some movement going on before we get to the show, flush out some, you know, you know, fluid, whatever. And, uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, we split the drives, too. If it's like uh, usually the drives are between like four or five and a half hours and uh, either docs will get the first half and I get the second half or uh, usually I get the second half. Get everybody to the crib. You know what I'm saying? You know, because <laughs> dogs be over there trying to play hero ball, man. Like, hey, man, uh, good. No, nah, yeah. hero ball, bro. <laughs> I'm like dogs. It's my turn, man. All right. <laughs> As how many times do you accidentally fall asleep and then you hear the brrrr and then you like pop up and you're like, Docs, what are you doing? I'm good, man. He, he, he usually, he's usually pretty good, but I, I'm I'm usually like, I'll wake up because I like rest like the first half just because I know like usually I always get the first half, I get the second half. Uh, I usually rest the first half and Bianca kind of like stay up like pretty much either the whole time or like half the time just to kind of like make sure everybody's good. And uh I wake up and docs when I see him get that slouch on that wheel. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's that's when you know it's time to make the hot tag. <laughs> Come in and save the day. Yeah. <laughs> so docs, docs, I'm gonna ask you. I mean, uh, you you've semi recently become a father. Uh, Tez, obviously, we know you have a family of your own. Docs, how how has your outlook on this business and your career changed since? that new responsibility came into your life. Uh, I mean, it made me, I imagine there's some good stuff here. <laughs> it made me, I don't know, about like a thousand percent more mature. <laughs> <laughs> you have no choice, man. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I mean, uh, so I didn't really think about it, honestly, until like, obviously he was born and like, I was kind of, I was pretty lucky when he was born. We were still 
home. So I didn't really have to worry about going on the road. But like now it's uh, now being able to travel and stuff. I'm coming back and he's like getting bigger or like he's learning new words and stuff. So like sometimes like it's awesome to see uh, with him. And it's like helping me a little bit with him, like because I always like try to FaceTime him as much as possible. But uh, just being away, being on the road stuff and trying to like still have that relationship with him, even though I'm not home. And he ended up coming to Mania uh, oh, wow. this past year. He cried a lot because uh, <laughs> he thought I was getting beat up a bunch. But hey, like comes with the territory. But no, um, it's it's been really cool to like be a father and also be like on the road and stuff, learning how to manage that time and like trying to like get spend as much time as possible with him when I'm home. Tez, how much have you helped with uh, the transition for Docs having been in that situation already? It's good. And uh, just letting them know too, like, uh, you know, it's okay sometimes like, like what you're doing right now is, is special. And like, sometimes you're not going to, you know, be there for all the moments that he has, but him just knowing that you're out there working and you, you know, you sacrifice and you grinding for him. Like he'll always like, thank you for that. You know? So, uh, but yeah, that's about it, man. You know, he's doing a fantastic job, man. Like fatherhood is one of those things where like we all have our different experiences, but we just, you know, let each, let each other know like, hey, this is what you're going through. If it's similar, like um, this is how I handle it. Everybody's situation is obviously different, but, you know, just passing through information of like what I did in a similar experience, you know. But uh, yeah, man, he's killing it, man. Like every time we go to the house, like the vibe is always like in, you know, Makai setting, you know, they got his little music and stuff playing the bubbles and stuff. <laughs> so it's a good vibe over there for him, man. And uh, just good to see like, you know, like he said, uh, he's always been mature, but, you know, just to see him in a different element now as a dad, man. Says I got an opportunity to actually meet some of your family at WrestleMania in Tampa in the hotel. So I remember uh, a lot about the family and the family aspect for you and talking about being in the car, being on the road, you're a family, you know, Graves and I would travel together. You, you are brothers and sisters on the road. And, I think I know where the answer is going to be for you here, Tez and, and Angela, you can jump in too. And this is just for you to get a get out of jail free card, Angela. I'm sorry, Montez, Angela, you too. Do you get more joy out of your accomplishments as a team or Bianca's accomplishments, getting to watch her grow as well in her journey through NXT? Man, that's a good question, man. Obviously, you know, like, I feel like it's, it has its own different ways of like, I guess, enjoyment or pleasure or feeling like for love of my life, see her accomplishments, like just not only brings joy within her, but it brings joy within myself, seeing her just be happy in something that she wants to achieve in. And then also, you know, accomplishments with my brother, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody that we shared this uh, similar journey with, because like when I first got to Performance Center, like, I've actually known Docs longer than I've known Bianca. So for him right. to also be in that, uh, that transitional period as in all of us getting together, man, like, it's, it's wild. So, uh, yeah, man, I just enjoy them both on, like, on their own high levels, man. So I don't really, like, put, like, one over the other. I mean, of course, Bianca, 
You know what I'm saying? There it is. There's the sound bite. You got to have her go back and listen Friday. Hey, no, no, no. I'm not getting yelled at. Listen to what I said to you. Said about you. <laughs> see, see. <laughs> no, Bianca. But uh, you can't really like, uh, like rewrite everything that's like happening right now. Like good or bad, everything is like having its purpose. And uh, the journey has been like phenomenal, man. Like you said, I think about all the times we drove to like, Fort Pierce, Ocala, Ocala, uh, Jacksonville, and like just having so many nights where like either I was upset because I didn't, you know, figure something out or I just couldn't understand like whatever it was was happening with the match or just trying to learn, get better, whatever it was. And then, like you said, to be sitting there at WrestleMania, like, dang, all right, like all of it, you know, does mean something means a lot. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear. Especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear. That is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. You guys talk about traveling, and before we came on Graves, I think it was Dawkins who told us he has a very interesting story about something that just happened recently in terms of traveling. Allegedly, Dawkins found himself in a, in a bit of jeopardy, a bit of trouble, a bit of hot water. Would you care to enlighten us? So uh, this, past, this past Saturday... Uh, this never starts good, Dawkins, when you go, uh, well... Mm. Yeah. So <sighs> WWE had a live event at Lakeland. Lakeland, Florida. Now, 
that's cool. You know, only an hour away from me. The only problem is when I heard WWE Lakeland, I instantly muscle memory kicked in for me. It was like, oh, NXT Lakeland. Cool. Oh, no. I know where that's at. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm driving. Like, I'm just like, I don't even like, I don't even look at the TR app. I don't even look at where the building's at. I'm just automatically assuming like, all right, it's probably going to be in a bigger building, obviously, but it's going to be in that vicinity. Like, I didn't know Lakeland had, you know. An arena. Yeah. You went to the armory. (laughs) Yep. I went to the Lakeland armory, baby. (laughs) Went to the Lakeland armory. Uh, I was like, oh, all right. Uh, I guess this ain't it. So I opened up the TR app. I was like, oh, wow. I didn't know there was like civilization in Lakeland because like where the armory was at, it's like <laughs> Look at pretty this. much like a gas station, a subway, and then like a couple buildings. But then other than that, that's like, it's yeah, just yeah. straight. I, 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 I can vouch for that. <laughs> There's not much there. Yeah. So like in my head, I'm like, oh, it's there. So then I drive back, <laughs> I end up driving to the arena and uh, Adam Pierce uh, was one of the guys that I told. <laughs> And I'm going to guess it made its way to the meeting on uh, Monday Night Raw. So I see Michael Hayes. And he was like, you really drove to the Lakeland Armory? Like, you, you, I mean, there were some other words in there, but, uh, because <laughs> we all know Michael. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, he was like, not only did you do it, you told people you did it. Right. <laughs> I was like, look, man, like, in my defense, I'm like, dog, it caught me off guard. Like, it was just something like, all right, it wasn't that bad to where I could take it to the grave with me. <laughs> so, so, like, from here on out, we're leaving the navigation skills to Tez. I mean, if it's in Florida, yeah, like, <laughs> if it's in Florida, I can remember exactly how to get to every single live event that we've had in NXT with the exception of, like, Stark. But all the ones that we've had at NXT, like, I, like, Muscle memory kicks in, and I could drive there without a U- GPS. Is Lakeland the one we had to park on the grass behind it? Uh, no. They had the parking lot on off the, to the side, and they had like the Humvees in the back. The Humvees in the back. Yeah, 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 I remember that that armory for sure. So you you thought that the live event was at the <laughs> Doc is just he just wanted to cruise around in a Humvee for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, oh wait, nah, man, my bad. I ain't an NXT no more. Oh, let me open up the TRI. Like, yeah, that was, of all the embarrassing things probably you've always heard in stories, this is probably not that big of an embarrassment, but, like, kind of is. <laughs> and, Tez, I'm assuming you made it on time with your wife. You guys were at the show wondering, where the hell are you? Oh, man, I thought it was NXT Road Loop Coco shows. I, I forgot. Oh, man, when he walked in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, dog. I guess today ain't that day. It's usually like it was so close. So like we would have usually, you know, rode together. But since it's so close, I know he was going to drive. And uh, we got there. I was like, dang, I didn't see dogs. So as soon as I about to text him, he came in. He said, ah, you know, not too much of a bad day. You know, drove to NHT Lakeland before. <laughs> <laughs> he was feeling nostalgic. Yeah. Like he was like beating himself up. because <laughs> He drove out the way, man. Oh, man. But it was good, though. It was good time, man. Docs, what you should have said is like, hey, guys, I just wanted to go back to where it all began so that yeah. I could really enjoy the moment here tonight. Take a deep breath and be like, oh, man. Uh, you should have told a story about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Left some flowers there. Like, right. It started here. It's going to end here as An well. Emotional <laughs> moment for me right now, guys. I'm sorry I'm late. 
Uh, so you guys have, have earned a future Raw Tag Team title opportunity sometime in the near future. Obviously, you're right we have. You're doggone right we have. I'm so sorry. talk to me about that. <laughs> tell me, tell me about what's. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. This is what I want. This is you finally wake up. We're about thirty minutes in, and I'm I'm starting to see the Montez that I get to no, chat man, with in the barbershop. What happened was, see what happened. What really bothered me. Okay, you know, I was like, you know what? He's getting the grill right now. Now I want another grill. I want a grill. <laughs> the grill he has, the way he described, it, he got a chopper. chopper Chopper style, chopper style, chopper style. And then all of the stallions just start coming back in my mind about how we defeated RK, bro. How many times, dogs? Too many times. That's what it is. Too, that's what he said. Too many times. <laughs> and the fact that we're back on Raw and we switched. We didn't even lose Raw Tag Team Championships, Graves. We didn't even lose it. We got it. And we said, here you go. Hold it till we get back. And then we get back and we ain't getting our shot. Of course, it's going to make us pissed off. Of course, it's going to give us a little bit of anger, this little edge, this little excitement that you see for the last few weeks. Of course, it's going to make us feel that way. So, hey, look, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to brag about my grill, my new grill that, that you just brought up. Uh, it's it's amazing. I can control the whole thing with my phone. Like, oh, I can set the temperature. Wait, what? There's an they app. Got yeah. those? It's, you see what I'm wood, talking about, ducks? It's a wood pellet grill that you can control with your phone. And you could set the heat. You can you can bake on it. You can oh, do everything God. on it. And it's got big giant like bull horns as the handle to open the grill itself. It's very what? very. It's it's hyper masculine. I'm obviously trying to compensate for something. It is way too big. It is wildly unnecessary. It can cook way more food than I could ever consume. So I'm sorry, Tez, if it, if it stirred a little feeling inside you. But you also recently became the owner of something quite nice yourself. Whoa whoa, being, whoa, 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 Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're talking about. I don't know. I don't know what this is about. Yeah. We're talking about. No, we're talking about Graves. He just got, no, no, no. no. no we heard enough about the grill. I got it. I got yeah. No, 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 no. We already know about got, the grill. He just got married and he treated himself to. No, nah, we, we've had a month of that crap on this show. I want to hear what the hell happened with Tez. Let me just tell you this about my grill. You cannot drive my grill on a lake in the middle of Florida. Ooh! Tez, what'd you buy? I can't be any more subtle than this. It, 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 this is no secret. I found yeah. out on, the same way the rest of the world did on social media. Yeah. My man scoring all the, all the husband points with, yeah. a, with a magnificent birthday gift to his deserving bride. I'm trying to let you talk about this, Tez. I'm trying to let you put yourself over a little bit, man. Either you talk move. about it or I'm we envious. talk about it. Tess, let uh, it out. What happened? You know, at this point in time, uh, if you would like to leave a message. Uh, <laughs> nah, bro. Tell nah, me about the damn bro. boat. The you boat, bought a boat. The boat. He yeah. bought a boat. <laughs> he so bought far. a boat. I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah, for her birthday, I uh, I purchased her a boat. Well, Tez, you just really made me out to be an for birthdays, I got a thing of flowers. You're buying a boat. <laughs> this man done put every hot boat in a hot seat. God bless. Man. You buy a boat and now you don't want to talk about it? You set the bar a little too high for the rest God of us, Tez. dang. You're already a ridiculous athlete. You can do stuff most mortal men cannot do. And then you have to just beat us in that world as well. It's not fair. I'm going to ask you to stop winning for one second. Why'd you buy a boat? I, I got it. There's Look a, at him, man. You just put them both on the hot seat. This, this week on, on After man. the Bell, Vic, Angelo Dawkins, and Graves bully Montez Ford yes. for being a great husband. 
<laughs> so, you know how, you know how like they ask questions or, you know, they say, you know, like, oh, I, I would like to get this. And it's like, oh, okay. And you just, you know, you try to make way to, you know, get it for them. You know, it was, it was, it was a process, man. It, it took a while, man. It was a process, actually. So, like, to be real, like, she, uh, we, when, I first, when we first met, like, uh, in that first year, we went to, like, see her family in Knoxville. Took me to see her family in Knoxville and everything. And, like, her dad actually has a boat and uh, took us against the, uh, it's like, it's a river that runs right by the university and everything. She was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a nice boat, you know. And, like, your parents, she was talking about how her parents, like, work, like, to get that boat. And it was something they just wanted. And she said, you know, it'd be nice to have a boat, you know. But that was, like, maybe six years ago. Okay. Like, every birthday, I was like, all right. It's just going to be a year. It's going to be a year. It's going to be a year. So I just planned it and safely purchased a boat. But that don't mean, you know, I'm out here fly dollaring. You know, it just let y'all know. And that's crazy, dog. That ain't the story you told me. Oh, well, Angelo, what's the story he told you? Man, he said he just walked up in there and just said, what? I want that one, dog. He said, I just dropped a stack of cash to buy a boat. Feel free to dispute this, Tess. Yeah, I'm, I'm the bands, dog. He backed up the Brinks truck <laughs> and bought a boat. <laughs> that was the only way I can get it there. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, man. I just. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. See, now y'all making me feel like I'm trying to brag, man. No, you're not. I'm put. I, I'm. I'm putting respect on your name. It was a hell of a gesture. Hey, man. Is, I'm on the spotlight now. This man. is like, coming from a place of. Envy. There, there are there are people around the world going, man. I wish my better half, my other half, would purchase me something of that magnitude. So here's the thing, like, it's, I mean, it's just something she wanted, and uh, and it, like, like I feel like, like if she, if something she wanted, like, uh, I'm gonna make and try to do my best to make sure I can get it for her, you know. So, uh, but yeah, man, that that was pretty much the whole thing behind it. Talk to me. Talk to me about about that feeling on a human level of having both of you guys taken the journeys that you have. Obviously, everyone's journey in this business is a little different, but you guys have made it to a point such that you can afford yourself these these nice things in, in life. <laughs> I, I'm saying that from a good thing, and this is ultimately it's it's like sort it's the American dream, right? I mean, you 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 work your ass off and you you get to enjoy the the fruits of your labor. Right. At this point in your careers, how, how is that something you take note of where you go, man, I would have never five years ago, six years ago, when Dawkins showed up in basketball shorts to photo day, probably wasn't <laughs> thinking, man, I'm, I'm going to be able to, you know, buy a boat or do this, that, another thing. Does that register with you guys on a human level? Like how far you've come? Definitely. Yeah, man. That definitely resonates. Cause like, like he was able to buy a boat for uh, Bianca, like me, like I was able to get a house, obviously. I got three TVs in my living room so I can watch a bunch of games at the same time. We're going to put a pin uh, in that. We're coming back to that in a second, dog. Oh, yeah. Uh, but like I've been able, like I've been fortunate and blessed to be able to do some things and because I can, you know what I'm saying, afford to do it because it's been awesome and I it can afford to provide for my family, for my son and for my girlfriend, even like get something cool for my moms and stuff like that. So like it, that resonates. I mean, now trust me, I was on the same 
path with graves on the whole like, dang, bro, I walked in with basketball shorts. I didn't think I was going to be this far, but hey, yo, I'm here. (laughs) But again, it goes back to like, like Tez was saying before, we were talking about fatherhood. You make the sacrifices so that you can enjoy and enhance your quality of life for, for yourself right. and for your loved ones. So, I mean, and, and there's that's like, I know we were, we were teasing you, Tez, about, you know, putting you in the spotlight. No, but, that, no, that's, no. but that's got to be a, a genuinely satisfying feeling to know that it, it wasn't something that you, you you somehow obtained by other means or was given to you or it, it wasn't easy. You worked your asses off to get what you have. Yeah, yeah, man. And like, and I feel like even when you do, like you said, you get your grill or you make these purchases, like it gives a sense of like, like, I don't know, like a joy, like how much work you actually put in to like make this purchase, to get this boat, to get this grill, you know, to get these TVs, you know? So like, and, and Vic, I seen like, I seen the wardrobe, bro. So I know like you work hard and then you get the wardrobe. So it gets like that sense of like, you know, joy and up, uh, you know, like, dang, man, like, I know what I put in to like, to like get this. So like now I'm going to enjoy it. So, but yeah, like, uh, I'm just glad too. like doc said, I'm able to like, if my, the kids want something, you know, specifically for like birthdays or whatever it is, like, it's not like too much of an issue to make sure like, you know, they get it. And like, I'm glad that's like a sense, like I have for them. I'm able to provide for them, like, like whatever they need, like they can, they can get it. Depend on when Amazon drop it off. You know <laughs> exactly. That's the only. That's the only problem. That's the only hold up right now. <laughs> do, you, do you guys ever catch yourself having to, to say, "Wait a minute, I'm spoiling my kid." Is it's like inherent? Oh, in, I think all of us. I know my my big thing. The first thing I ever noticed when I had my my first son was I growing up. I got one pair of sneakers a year. I would get them before school, and they had to last me until the next school year. And that was when I got new sneakers. So. That was how I, I said, oh, my kids ever want sneakers? They've always got fresh, fresh kicks on their feet because that was one thing I never had. And I'm like, oh, well, I, want, I, I, I do this. I work my ass off to give them a better life than what I had. And I didn't have a bad life by any means. You know no, what I mean? No, I, yeah. But, I, and I catch myself sometimes. My son will go, dad, I need new sneakers. I'm like, I just bought you new ones last month. This is getting, <laughs> well, well, I scuffed them. Well, that's your fault. I'm not buying yeah. you new ones because you were, you were negligent. You know what I mean? But you guys ever catch yourself doing that? Like, ah, they probably don't need it, but you, you just want to do that? Man. Well, me, I haven't hit that stage yet. Now, for oh, yeah, as a uh, little homie's mom, that's a different story. But me, <laughs> I mean, the whole getting a new pair of kicks, still, bro, I still rock house shoes. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> if I ain't getting myself no new Jays, and I wrestle in LeBron's and Jordan's, so, like, he probably ain't going to be seeing those shoes for a minute until he gets to that <laughs> age where he can, like, all right, he looks like he could take care of his shoes and stuff like that. He understands how precious those shoes are and stuff like that. But yeah, man, he probably gonna be sweatpants and house shoes like me, probably. Yeah, man. But like, yeah, I, I feel like like me and uh, Bianca was talking about this like uh, like a couple weeks ago because like we're in Florida, so like they got Disney World, Sea World, Universal. Gosh, uh, Amazon drop off packages here like what overnight? Sometimes in the next five couple hours you order early enough. So like, we always like find ourselves going like, dang man, we just took them to Universal and Disney World. Like this is stuff that families like, you know, sometimes plan like years. Lifetime sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dang, like, let's just slow up on them. Let's let's just see. <laughs> we gotta save some stuff for them to be excited about, stuff. yeah. Right. And so we was like, okay, this year we'll do SeaWorld. So every year we like break it up, we'll do like, uh, we won't do, we haven't done SeaWorld yet because they've been asking about it for years. So we'll 
who's been bouncing between Universal and uh, a couple of parks and Disney. So this year we're going to like do SeaWorld for them. But we have, like you said, we have to pull back because sometimes like, it's like, dang, man, like, these mugs rotten, man. Exactly. <laughs> uh, how, how hard is it for you guys to, to walk that, that fine line? Because I don't really talk about my kids often in any WWE setting, but you know, my son said, dad, I want a PS5. What did I go do? I went and got him a PS5. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, my daughter wants something. I go out and get it. But there is a fine line grave. Well, Graves brought up for you guys. You're on the road now all the time. You don't get to see the kids. So I imagine that when you come home and you want to do something special. Exactly. It's like I feel like most of the time, both of us, too, like we'll like try to overhaul like the stuff to do, like try to go here, 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 here or do whatever. Or, or you know, just uh, like you said, obviously, like. Whatever they need, you try to get them at that point in time. But like, I feel like when we do get to spend time with them, it's like a overhaul of like just trying to do activities to like, you know, make up for the time that you're not gonna have for the next, you know, couple of weeks, couple of days. So, because oh, I want to go back to this three TV thing. What yes. the hell you got? Somehow, somehow that was the most egregious brag. Of all. I'm talking about yeah. buying this high-tech grill. Montez has a boat. Yet, for some reason, docks and the three man. TVs just feels like way too much, Way man. too. That's, that's over the top. about how your house, yeah, you want to talk about me? You want to talk about how your house look like Buffalo Wild Wings, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Sir. Hold on. Hold oh, on. We got that B-Dub's house. This is, this is how docks greet you when you walk up in his crib. Hey, man. Right there, you watch ESPN. There, maybe NBA Live TV. Right there is ABC. I think the Grammy Zone. So you know you pick your poison, but all of them are sports. Buffalo Wild Wings, bro. <laughs> yes. You got yes. high top tables in there too, Docs. No, 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 no. Oh, you don't. No. You don't have a bar up there on the side. What you come want? on, Docs. No. Nah. <laughs> no, come on, Docs. Bro, you know? I don't count that as a bar, man. That's just like the is kitchen. that not a bar? That's you serve kitchen, drinks there, Docs. Do I serve drinks there? Do you serve drinks? I mean, that's that's G14 classified information, sir. Is it a high top, docs? <laughs> yeah, <I> okay. Mean- <laughs> <laughs> and we was watching the playoffs one year. We had like this little game we was playing. And uh, let's just say uh, right there, that's what Mr. Docs was, you know, serving. <laughs> So, yeah, like Buffalo Wild Wings, man. So, so But yeah. three TVs isn't over necessarily. You don't think that's like a little tad... Too much? Not at all. Not at all. Well, see, it all started because I wanted my own game room. Okay. So somehow my girlfriend ended up tricking me into not getting a game room, but putting all the TVs out in the living room. So like my PlayStation's out there, like all my video games and stuff like that. So anytime I want to play my video game, I got to be like out in the open or whatever, not in the back. But I think it was just like, oh, it was just the excuse or if she has company over and I wanted to play my game, I couldn't because we have company over or. Hey, look at it this way. Coming from a man whose significant other puts everything I own in the basement. The fact that you got the actual living room with multiple TVs, that wasn't a trick, man. You won. You should just be grateful, be thankful, say, say thank you to your other half for allowing you to have three TVs <laughs> in the living room. And then occasionally you can't play if you got company. I think you won, Dawkins. I mean, hey, that is very true. I Sometimes I still got to let everybody know who, like, runs the house because they'll be wanting to watch something. I'll, like, want to watch a game or whatever. So I'll have the big TV, and I'll give them, like, one of the smaller TVs on the other side of the wall. So they'll be like, hey, y'all can watch that while I watch this. 
So like there would be like times I'm watching a game or like One Piece or whatever. I'm a big One Piece guy, anime. So I'll watch that while Grace is over there watching the Ultimatum or whatever, some show like that, or 90 Day Fiance. And like I'll post it sometimes I'm like, hey, I gotta let her know who run things around here. Or if my kid wants to watch TV, I'll give him the small one while I'm like playing Madden or something. <laughs> let him watch Coco Melon. And I'll just have my volume all the way down so he can hear. That'll be the only gotta let him know. <laughs> and yes, for your information, Tez, I do have a sign that says welcome to Buffalo Wild Wings on top of those three TVs. Because it's Buffalo Wild Wings. There it is. Tez spoke no lies. I'm, I'm doing something <laughs> wrong. I mean, Graves, you got a new grill. Tez, you bought a boat. You got three TVs, docks in the living room. I have a shed. I only have a shed, the arcade shed. That's all I got. You got a what? A shed. Yeah, yeah, don't you got a shed. A, yeah, you got a yeah. shed. Shed. It's an outdoor. That's separate. It's a shed. <laughs> What are you talking about? You got a separate house. Yeah, with running water, too, now. But it's just a shed. Yeah, bro. That's a separate house. toilet over there, too? Not yet, but that's how you do it. My sad shed with running water Right outside the big pool. I can slide a drink to a pool with the bar in there. I got five arcade games. My TV's in there. I can watch my sports. See, that's how you should have done it, Tez. And Dawkins and Graves. Yeah, my man got a whole separate spot. That's how Away we roll from the over house, here. but in the backyard. He got a whole arcade. He got a house arcade outside his house. He's talking about us. Oh, we cool. get I got Buffalo Wild Wings. You got Dave and Buster's in the backyard, bro. <laughs> I might go get a Dave and Buster sign just to somehow put in there for you, Dawkins. <laughs> just for you. Oh, man. That's dope. I didn't slap someone with a stack of hundreds like you did when you bought a boat. That's what Doc's texting me, Tez. You slapped the guy with a stack of $100 bills. I'm so. So, yeah, um, the arcade, man, the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Wait, what about your grill? Now that we're all done shaming one another for the nice things that we have, what we've got only got a few minutes left. What's on the immediate horizon for the Street Profits? Obviously, raw tag team titles, uh, the, the opportunity lying uh, directly in front of you. But let's say six months, a year, two years down the road. What did the future hold for Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins? Dawkins, I'm going to start with you. Uh, being the best, being number Clearly one, well thought out, <laughs> numero uno, the best tag team in WWE, the best tag team in the world. We talking about whether we the Raw tag team champions or the SmackDown tag team champions, or even both. Oh, I was gonna say NXT tag say team NXT. champions. Why not come back all, man. Let's go. take them all. Triple. Let's go triple. <laughs> what about you, Tez? What's on your mind? Getting them all, getting them all. Raw Tag Team Championships, SmackDown Tag Team Championships, hell, NXT Tag Team Championships. You know, there is two world titles right now, but even though it's, you know, they're together right now with one person, who knows? WWE Champion for Montez Ford, Universal Champion for doggone Angelo Dawkins. We got that along with all the tag team titles. We just got all the titles just wrapped across us, just taking everything. You know why, Graves? Cause we live, breathe, and die by four words. That's invested within our bodies, our minds, and that is we, we want the smoke. smoke. Love it, absolutely love it. Thank you guys. It's always a pleasure catching up with you. I will see you all on Monday, and you're always welcome here on After the Bell, the Street Profits, everybody. Hey, I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and congratulations on the grill again, man. Thank you. Thank you. 
feel like we in the city. If you don't mind, we come through and just see how I, it is. I live less real. than 10 minutes from the arena. There's only one major Ooh. arena here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so Doc's won't, won't get, get lost. lost in Pittsburgh, right? Okay. But next Makes time sense. we're oh, in, yeah. in town, man, <laughs> yeah. I'm going I'm to do it proper. I got the got the string lights up in the backyard. I got the grill set. We're ready to go. New fire pit. Go. I mean, I'm neat dadding the hell out of this life. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, what what I, talk, that's what I'm talking about. I'm going to get some of those Nike Monarchs, and we're going to be in business. <laughs> Boy, don't, don't do that. That's shut the club down right there. Hey, hold that's shut the club down. Hold up, man. You know what? As a wedding gift, man, what size are you, man? 11s. 11? We'll get 11s and the Monarchs, man. <laughs> I love it. Hey. But you got to have a white two socks with it, man. You can't have no ankle socks, bro. Mid, mid-rise, buddy. Halfway up the calf. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to track down some cargo shorts on Amazon right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> They'll probably be there today if you get them early. Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, thank you sincerely. See that you was a, that was a blast. Thank you for having us, man. Man, Vic, I am batting a thousand. The hell is I, this? I hope I hope Montez lives up to that. I mean, Cody gifted me that amazing hat. If I get some some Nike Air Monarchs, from the Street Profits? I think they're automatically cool if the Street Profits give them to me. I'd have no reason to doubt why he'd be lying to you. I, I was going to say I was going to gift you a pair of Skechers. Well, that, that is a cruel, cruel thing to say. Some new balances. Turning into quite the stay-at-home individual, I am. though. I, there's an Instagram account I love called Neat Dad. Yeah. And Rad Dad. Rad Dad. I, I got the them, shirt. And I am, I'm embracing them. I love cargo shorts. Got to have all the pockets. I am ushering in the twilight of my life. I wouldn't go that far. Well, I mean, I'm trying to just really maximize the twilight, I guess. What I'm Think about to say. this. Are you more inclined to go outside with your brand new state-of-the-art $52,000 grill <laughs> that has handlebars up to the top that you can actually drive to the meat market down the street wearing a pair of Monarchs or a pair of Skechers? You wouldn't want to scuff the Monarchs, so you're more likely to go outside in the Skechers or the New Balances. If I had $52,000 to spend on anything, I can assure you, Vic, I wouldn't be working here with you. (laughs) (laughs) But until I have $52,000 to blow on whatever I want, please continue to follow us at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find him at Vic Joseph WWE. Listen for free on Spotify. Just hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. You're thinking about just misfire in the I am. You're thinking about ribs, sausage, brisket, steaks, hamburgers, chicken. Barely concentrate, but if I can manage to pry myself away from the grill, we'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, more WWE after the bell. Maybe someone would buy your gear for fifty-two thousand dollars. Maybe I should put my gear on the grill. (laughs) 